Welcome to the Win the 16 podcast presented by Pygon One Consulting. This is your go-to podcast on optimizing your day. The Win the 16 podcast features discussions on leadership and coaching, personal and professional development, as well as discussions on the modern work culture and engaging employees in hybrid and remote work environments. Your hosts are Dave Pygon, president of Pygon One Consulting, and his brother, Dr. Bud Pygon, anesthesiologist at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Thank you for listening. Welcome and thank you all for listening today and joining us on Win the 16 podcast. First, thanks to Carrie and the production team for the wonderful introduction today and all the behind the scenes work. Uh, we, we wouldn't be here without you. Welcome to Dr. Bud Pygon. And Bud, I think that'll be probably the first and last time I refer to you as Dr. Bud Pygon. But welcome to our podcast, Bud. How you doing? Dave, I don't think I could be better. Oh, I love that. I love that. But I have to tell you, going to the gym early this morning, I was a excited for sure, but I was a little bit nervous for our first episode on Win the 16. How about you? Uh, same here. A little trepidation. First time I've ever done anything like this, but excited to be here. Excited to see where this takes us. Absolutely. We agreed we probably should share our background a little bit just to give our listeners a little feel for the both of us. Why don't you kick that off for us, bud? Sure. Currently, I'm the senior associate head and a clinical professor in the Department of Anesthesiology at the University of Illinois at Chicago. I got my bachelor's degree from the Johns Hopkins University, my medical degree from the University of Illinois, and did my fellowship in obstetrical anesthesia from the University of Pittsburgh. From 2014 through 2017, I was the chief medical officer at the University of Illinois. Prior to that, I was the medical director of the operating room in perioperative services. Thanks for sharing, Bud. Myself, I am currently the president and owner of Pygon One Consulting. I have over 20 years of leadership experience, two and a half years of consulting experience. I am a certified business coach, certified behavioral consultant, certified to coach, train, and analyze DISC and personality assessment. I went to Northern Illinois University and right out of college, I worked for an organization called ADP, Automatic Data Processing as a salesperson. Went on to work for Alcon for just over 24 years and then also worked at Novartis for just over five years. But I have to tell you, I I'm so thankful for the training Alcon and Novartis provided for their leadership team. They just did a wonderful job. I can tell you, personally and professionally, they just consistently delivered every year, year in and out in developing us, giving, having us attend courses. And I can share with you a couple of them that just stand out to me. One was emotional intelligence, DISC personality assessment, how to be the best leader you can be, speed of trust, public speaking courses by Zig Ziglar, and just more. I don't know if I'd be here today if it wasn't for all the development Alcon and Novartis shared with us. And I just wanted to articulate that to the audience. So today, bud, topic number one is wind the 16. 
And it was really funny. And you can see sitting across from me that I have a smile on my face. Because in our production meeting, we're all sitting there saying, okay, we're all excited. What should our first topic be? And then finally, John stood up and said, why don't we just tell everybody about Win the 16 and what it is? And we all laughed and said, yes, that's it. So, Bud, what are your thoughts? You know, when I was transitioning from my, the CMO position to my current role about three or four years ago, we started talking about Win the 16 uh, in part of sort of my contemplation about my career and my job and where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do and uh, what have you. Uh, you know, really led to some good conversations. We even got Win the Day t-shirts uh, for our kids for Christmas. Um, so this is really something that we've been talking about and thinking about uh, and living uh, frankly, certainly for me for since then. So maybe that's four or five years now. Um, and Dave, really for you, it's been very inspirational for me watching you. You've really been living with the 16 since your young adulthood. Um, I've watched how you behave, how you act, the habits, the discipline, uh, the goal driven, thinking about what are your motivations and how do you achieve that? Um, it's really, like I say, been inspirational, uh, and it's really made me a big believer in Win the 16. Sure, sure. But to me, Win the 16, it's a mindset, a lifestyle, and a philosophy. Uh, if I could define it for everybody, you have 24 hours in a day. If you sleep for eight hours, and I believe we all agree that sleep is good, the data supports that for all ages, that leaves us with 16 waking hours to work with. In the Win the 16 program, it's really built but on principles and strategies that I share in my Win the 16 program with clients that we're gonna discuss some of these principles and strategies today. Win the 16 is built on a premise and that premise is we all live in a tough, complex and challenging world and at times negativity is just surrounding us. So the principles from Win the 16, which are clearly optimist, op, having an optimistic view on things, being positive, but it's got concrete strategies and concepts to help us all on our journey. And I do wanna share with everybody what Win the 16 is not. It is not some Pollyanna, naive, look at the world, every day is gonna be great, the world is perfect. But any additional thoughts on Win the 16? No, I think they cover it really well there. And for me, Win the 16 is a way of life. You know, I mean, it really is a mindset. There are things in Win the 16 for everyone who wants to optimize their day to meet their goals. Um, you know, Socrates talks about the unexamined life is not worth living. And I think Win the 16 is a contemplative, mindful way of attacking your day yes. uh, and living your life. Let's dive into what Win the 16 is, Dave. Okay, but we'll start off with one of the first concepts, and that is early successes in your day can lead to more successes throughout your day. And the simplest, most basic one that I thought of was our military women and men. What are, what's the first thing they do every day? They make their bed. And the concept behind that is within 60 seconds, They've already completed a task, accomplished something, and 
They've shown an act of discipline first thing. There are many other things that all of us could, could potentially do. I think our audience is probably thinking some things right now that they could do or they currently already do. I'll just throw a couple other things out there. How about taking a walk for 10 minutes? Potentially working out in the morning. How about knocking off a task that you know you have to do at work before you start checking email? Maybe reading a self-help book of some sort for 10 minutes. I know Tony Robbins, first thing he does is his is all about gratitude. He articulates verbally everything that he's thankful for and grateful for. And another one, bud, could be as simple as drinking a glass of water. What are your thoughts on that one? You know, if it's good enough for Tom Brady, it's good enough for me, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know, we all wake up dehydrated because sure. we haven't anything to eat or drink since we went to bed or prior to that. Uh, being dehydrated has a lot of negative effects. Uh, saps you of your energy, can affect your mood negatively. So setting yourself up to succeed, to win the 16 by making that simple act in the day, hydrating yourself as soon as you fit your feet hit the ground, uh, discipline yourself to have a glass of water there, going up and get one, is, a, is another example of an early success that helps you win your 16. I'm going to comment too on the one of the things you made a mention about gratefulness. Evidence shows that writing down two things you are grateful for every day actually increases your serotonin levels. So it actually has a biophysical effect on you, which improves your mood and your outlook. Again, a simple thing that can help you win your 16. And that makes sense, bud, because a lot of people feel really good about themselves when they do good things for other people. So if you're thankful for things, I could see where that absolutely makes sense. So why don't we jump to our next principle, which is motivators. I'm a big believer in motivation and having motivators. Basically, just something to get us out of bed in the morning, bud. Motivators to me are important. The challenge, I believe, is you really, really need to think about it and dig deep when you have discussions for your own motivators or if you're a leader and you're talking with other people on their motivations because they have to be authentic. They have to be genuine and they really have to be something that will kickstart and jump your day. How about your two cents, bud, on motivators? Yeah, like a lot of Win the 16, this isn't a superficial look um, right, at, li right. at living your life. Uh, I think motivators are hard and it's a deep topic. Um, it's easy to stay superficial and gloss over. I just want to make more money. I want to get a raise. Uh, I want to have a promotion. I want to spend more time with the kids. The, what are your true motivators? Um, it's a personal thing. It requires real introspection. And we go back to a little bit of the earlier discussion about it, when the 16 being a contemplative, mindful way of living. The other thing about motivators, and you'll probably hear me come back to this numerous times, I think, in this podcast, but also in future podcasts. I love the Jack Welch quote, those that see reality clearest win. Mm. And it's true yes. for motivators. If I see my true motivations more clearly, I can adapt, alter, change my life to meet and support those motivations so that I am more successful. Um, so the clearer we can see our own reality, the better off we'll be. Well, 
And also, bud, motivators, motivators change. You, you have a different role. You get married. Uh, there's just so many other things that can play a role. Our motivations change over time. Uh, year to year, they change. So all, great points, bud. This leads us into our next principle, and that is goals. The idea of motivation is critical. It's important. I think we all agree. With that said, goals go hand in hand with motivators. I personally love goals. I love them because you can write them down. I can see it. I can see what I want to achieve. The way I'm wired in my brain for me personally is if I can see it, I can achieve it. And goals, they're not easy. You know, we all have the best intentions, but things at times just get in the way, bud, for whatever reason that hinders from hitting these goals. How about your perception, bud, on goals? Yeah, my perspective is similar. Uh, goals are also like motivators. You really need to think about long and hard what a true goal is. Oh, I just want to make more money. Is that really what you want? Um, when I was working with my business coach while I was CMO, uh, he gave me an exercise a couple years into my, my, my work with him called the best year of my life. Uh, it sounds simple. We must have spent nine to 12 months working on that, honing it, digging down. And a lot of what I initially wrote to him was that superficial, oh, I want to spend. So, and he kept pushing me, well, what does that mean? Do you really want this? And kind of forcing me to look introspectively about what really was my goal. What did I really want to achieve mm -hmm. in my personal life, in my professional life? Obviously, as a business coach, we spent a lot of time on my professional life, but they're so intertwined um, because my professional life was so demanding that it was impacting my personal life. Um, so he kept pushing. And finally, at the end of the year, it really was like a light bulb. This is what really motivates me. This is what my true goals are. And that allowed me to then start making real important decisions about how I wanted to spend my professional and personal life. But it wasn't until I worked through all of those things. It was one of the steps I took or it was one of the steps that I took that got me to the point that it was time to step away from the CMO role because it really wasn't what I wanted. Mm. It wasn't my true goal. Uh, and I think without that exercise, I'm not sure I would have gotten there and certainly wouldn't have gotten there in as healthy a place or as quickly as I did. And Bud, you know what, that's what you just described for all of us listening, that seems so easy, but with a prestigious role like that, being the chief medical officer, and, and you were, you're in the middle of, or the height of your career, that's not easy to do necessarily either. So kudos to you for doing that. One of the things you've been saying lately, just in our conversations that's been coming up, just generally speaking. Dave, I, I hate to interrupt because I just have to say this. Kudos to me, yes, but I have to tell you, I have to give a big shout out to my business coach and yes. why I'm such a believer in coaching. I don't believe I would have gotten there on my own uh, and certainly not gotten there with the clarity and the comfort. And by comfort, I mean, I when I got to that point, it, I was very comfortable with that, where I had gotten uh, with that decision uh, in large part because of all the work I did with my coach, whose name was Jeff, uh, with Jeff uh, to get there. So I'm a big proponent of coaching uh, 
Um, and kudos again to Jeff for helping me be my best or my better person. Well, we're going to call him Coach Jeff. I, I think what you're saying there too, and I, I believe most of us will probably agree with this, to sometimes get an outside view, to get outside the circle is very healthy. And sometimes people can shine light on things that we, it's not that we didn't see, it's sometimes we just weren't even looking because we have so much on our plates and we're looking at this and we're looking at that. So thanks for interjecting and sharing. I think that's great. What I was going to say, Bud, was what you've been saying often to me on conversations about multitude of different topics, and it just popped in my brain. You've been saying is we all need the time just to think. We need time to be by ourselves to think, whether that's 15 minutes or 30 minutes. And that leads me and transition is going from goals to habits. And I am a huge believer in goals, but I, I, I'm like James Clear. And by the way, James Clear is an author. He wrote Atomic Habits. If you haven't read it, I think it'd be a great read for you. One of my good friends, Mike Fagan, recommended it a couple years to me, and it's just a phenomenal book. But James Clear talks about goals, and I'm paraphrasing him now, but what he says is, you know, goals are nice and fine and everything, but really goals don't happen unless you change the habits. Or I should say, goals are not achieved without habits. I reflect at goals I've missed, bud, which clearly I've missed goals. The habit change was missing. I truly believe you have a goal you have the habits and discipline in place, you've got a great chance and opportunity to actually achieve them. Yeah, Dave, I'm at a point in my life too where I really do focus on the habits necessary to achieve the goal. And even, I know we get to this in a minute, discipline, the habits and the discipline because they're, they're so interconnected. Um, I try to do certain goals in my life now that are more stretch goals and maybe not totally within my control, meaning I just put myself out for a promotion and a position that I didn't get. I didn't have full control over that. Um, so I really do focus on habits and discipline because those are things that are within my agency. Um, agency is also a thing I'm really uh, fascinated by in its sure. power in control as you feel you have more agency. And I have control over my habits. I have control over how I discipline myself, how I say no to this or yes to that, how I put a glass of water at my bedside, how I exercise in the morning, how I stick to a program, how I read at night, some of the different things we've already touched on in, in Win the 16. So for me, a Win the 16 is if I complete my habits and my discipline that are aligned with achieving my goals, even if I maybe don't achieve the goal, I can still win the 16 by doing that. Um, you know, Bobby Knight said too, everybody has the will to win, but few people have the will to sacrifice and make the habit and discipline change necessary to win. Um, and I've, I've always been, I, I think that's dead on. Uh, it's really that willingness to make the habit change Everybody likes winning, but who's going to sacrifice? Who's going to discipline themselves? Who's going to make the habit, right? If my goal is to win, whose isn't? Who's going to get up early and exercise? Who's going to put in that extra time? Who's going to take those extra 50 jump shots? 
right? That's what's really makes the difference. And that's how you can win the 16. But I was just at your alma mater the other day doing a talk about win the 16. And it's funny you should say that and bring up Bobby Knight in basketball. And I literally just told the kids, who's going to hit the big shot to beat my alma mater, St. Rita? And we laughed. We had a good gig out of that. But the point I made to them is, kids, it's happening tomorrow morning in the gym at 7 when Coach Phil opens up the door or the next day for you guys to get extra work in. That's going to really decide who's going to give you guys the best opportunity to hit the shot to win. And it's funny you brought up the Olympian coach, Bobby Knight, and it was the 1984 Olympics that he led the Jordan team. I don't know, but if uh, Coach Knight could make it nowadays, what do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't have be allowed his behavior back then. <laughs> Certainly today it doesn't fly. Yes, um, a poli polarized figure to say the least. And yes, yeah. uh, he would not make it today. But that does lead us into our next concept strategy principle for Win the 16, and that's discipline. And discipline sounds great. Everybody wants to think they have discipline. I always say discipline is when you look in the mirror and every ounce of your body and brain says, I don't want to do that right now. I'll do it later or I'll do it tomorrow. I'm not doing it today. To me, that is when someone who's truly disciplined really, for lack of a better word, gets smacked in the head and says, no, stop the chatter in the brain. You're committed. You're disciplined. You're going to do it right now and you will do it. To me, that separates true, authentic people that are disciplined. Uh, I love motivators, and I love that we talked about it early on. It is a principle. But to me, discipline and habits, those are the ones that take over when there lacks motivation, when you don't want to get up. You and I are both early risers, but we're not superhuman. There are days we just we want to roll over and sleep too. People who can really stay focused on this discipline and really do these things where they don't want to, those are the people who give themselves, in my opinion, the best shot to win the 16. And I reflect on that and I think about James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits again, and he had a story read in the New York Times, and I don't even remember, Bud, the coach that he was speaking to, but this coach was a coach who had coached tons of Olympians and just high-end professional athletes. And I remember in the article, James Clear asked him, it says, what's, what's special and different about the top of the top, the best of the best athletes? And, he's, and the coach said to him, these athletes, they're all amazing. They're all genetic freaks. They all work extremely hard, but the ones who master the repetition of the workout or their sport and be able to do it over and over and over and handle that boredom of practicing the fundamentals. Those are the ones who have that inch or 1% additional growth over the person next to them. And that reminds me of Michael Phelps, who I believe is the greatest swimmer ever. When he said, you'd swim for three or four hours staring at the bottom of the black line of a pool over and over, day in and day out. He goes, that is tons of repetition and it takes tons of discipline. 
like I mentioned, we were talking about habits, you know, discipline to me brings me great satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment to now. And it's funny, I look back, uh, I am much more disciplined in my living today at 58 than I was at 18, certainly even 28. Ah, Uh, And I think of all the missed opportunities and the goals I didn't achieve because I didn't have the win the 16 firmly committed uh, and committed to the habits and discipline necessary to achieve those goals. So I take great satisfaction uh, in a sense of accomplishment out of that now, uh, it does give me a great sense of confidence and pride um, because I feel like I do have control and agency over my own discipline, what I say yes and no to, mm-hmm. uh, and how I live my life. Uh, it helps me win the 16. Uh, and when you do that over 365, even these little small acts um, can lead to tremendous accomplishments. Absolutely. Uh, it's the small things, right, bud? It's always the little things that get you to the next level, that extra spending a little more time on whatever you're trying to focus on or whatever you're trying to achieve, which this brings us now to the next principle. And I don't know who is exactly listening today. I'm sure mom is, um, but uh, I can guarantee 99.9% of the people who are listening today have this challenge in their life, and that is time. They would love to have more time in their days. And that leads us to the next principle and concept in Win the 16, and that is time management. So when I think of time management, bud, and Win the 16, there are different strategies, but if there was really two that I could throw out to the group right out of the, right off the bat is time needs to be acknowledged not an excuse okay so i want to say that again time has to be absolutely acknowledged for all of us but i think at times some of us can use time as an excuse not to do something or a habit in our lives so the second concept underneath time match i want to bring up is if i have a client and i had two of them where time management was their issue what i brought to both of them was simply there's 960 minutes in 16 hours okay so i asked both of them chart your day i mean literally pick a day during the week and i want you to keep track of all the minutes all the hours of your day so you can look at it and see is there an opportunity where i don't want to say wasting your time but where there's an opportunity where you could make your time more efficient or better utilized. It was really interesting. One of them clearly said, oh boy, yes, Dave, there are things that I could take out where I could add. The other one said, this executive made a comment and said, I don't have a ton, but I did see where if I nip five minutes here, 10 minutes there, I could add some time to my day. So I thought that was really interesting, bud, on this whole time management piece. Your thoughts? Yeah, time management. And a lot of these you, people can start to see a thread, right? They start to weave together, which is why when the 16 makes sense. A lot of time management is discipline, mm-hmm. right? And then we talked about earlier in motivators and goals about being mindful um, and thinking, what do I really want? How do I really want to spend my time? What's most useful? Uh, what is going to help me achieve my goals? Time management falls into that 
category two because a lot of the time we end up wasting meaning it's not really efficient use of our time to try to achieve what's important to us um, when i was cmo i was asked to attend a bunch of meetings just because they wanted the cmo at the meeting in an attempt to please everybody and to try to be accommodating of course if you want me there i'll attend right um, i found i got to a point and this was where my business coach helped me tremendously because i was getting the time was just had gotten away from me i could never get anything done because i had days where i was in meetings you know from seven in the morning till five at night non-stop and he said well really think about why you're at the meeting what you need to do communicate be available as needed but attend meetings where they really needed your opinion or influence uh, I wasn't the content expert at most of these meetings. And so I was really, in many ways, superfluous to the con the meeting. Um, but a lot of that takes discipline. And it, Absolutely. Goes, and it goes back to one of the things you mentioned earlier in, in Win the 16 Early Successes, great, the gratitude, being grateful. It is really powerful to write down. Um, and this is not a new concept, right? People talk about journaling and diaries and, and how... Uh, um, in some ways, meditative it is, how cleansing it is, and how clarifying it is. Um, I would suggest doing the same with your time. If you can't find time in the day, write down how you're spending your time. It may be illuminating of where you're spending your day and what you're doing and how effective that is in achieving your goals, in winning the 16. Um, time's illusory. Things that you take five minutes can take an hour. Uh, and things that take an hour may only take 10 minutes. And it's really hard if you don't document what it is. Um, and that's really a powerful thing. But it's funny you should say this because I had a conversation about, a, boy, it's over a month now. And when I was talking to this business, we were, we were talking about a litany of different things. We were in that discovery part of our conversation. And I, I, so I said, how do you get all this done? And he said, no. And I said, what do you mean no? He goes, I've become really good at saying no. Because otherwise, if I didn't say no, Dave, I would never get anything done. Or and I clearly would not get all the tasks and things that, <clears throat> excuse me, I need done. And you know what, bud? I need to do a better job of that. And I look back on my career in leading and that was a major opportunity for me. I could have been more efficient and more effective. The one side I want to touch on, though, with the saying no and you going to all those meetings when you probably didn't need to be there, it's hard. And this is what we're all facing because we want to be a good teammate or we want to be a good leader. We want to show that, hey, Department A, I'm here for you. I'm here at the meeting or Department B, I'm jumping on this conference call to be with you all or an employee. Yes, I can do that when the reality is it's probably overstretching us and taking away from something we need to do. So it's that balancing act. I don't have a direct answer or correct answer for that, but I do know that's an opportunity for me for sure. Yeah, you know, again, that's one of the things that my business coach was incredibly helpful as we worked through why I was stressed and struggling and, and uh, working hard. Uh, and my answer when he would push back to me is, like, well, what do you think you need to do? And I'm like, well, you know, you know, Jeff, I've just got to work harder and be more disciplined. And he said, well, let's map out your day. And he goes, well, you're putting in 14-hour days. So how are you going to work harder? And he's like, okay. <laughs> so that was really eye-opening because that was my knee-jerk sure. response. So one of the time management things that we did, and this was in line with discipline and being mindful, is we set aside time in my schedule. I, I told my 
my assistant to block off time, certain days of the week, certain periods of time of the week that I was not to be scheduled. So I had time, scheduled time for me to sit and think and address things that I needed to address, think about what needed to be done. Um, and I love that. Really lead. So that was a, that's an example of time management and also discipline. Um, to Absolutely. do that. And it also then tied into helping me achieve my goals um, because I was much more effective in achieving my goals when I had set aside the time to actually work on things that needed to get done. But I, 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 I literally texted this executive leader at Novartis just over the weekend because she taught me a valuable lesson on this. And she said, if you want to increase your professional development and your career, you need to mark down in your calendar a half hour to an hour every week in your calendar, just as if you were talking, you spending time within a client or one of your direct reports or boss and mark off that time. And I just texted her over the weekend that I'm still using her advice and I'm going to actually bring it up on our podcast. Because that is so true. It does take discipline because the first thing, if things get a little busy or chaotic, what are you going to kick out? That. And that's where you got to say no. So, but that leads us into another concept in Win the 16, which this one, I have a smile on my face when I say this in a sarcastic way. And that is this one eats at time management and our priorities. And this one is the unforeseen obstacles and challenge that occur in our everyday life. Heck, I think about when we were in our production meeting last week and you received that dreaded call from my wonderful sister-in-law and your wife, Joanne, and everything's great, she's fine, where uh, someone hit her in a car accident. And she, again, she's doing great, but that obviously threw everything up for grabs. You, have, you had to run, go help out that situation and the time you had allotted for the podcast and we did, we had to cancel it and reschedule and all the other things that you had to do. We have challenges like that every day that pop up. The one in corporate America I like to always use is when the boss or the boss's boss or whoever it might be in the organization out of the blue calls for that one or one and a half hour meeting in the middle of your day or at the end of the day. And you had all the best intentions and plan to do X, Y, and Z at that time. And now you're pulled away from that. When are you going to make up that time? And that is one of those unforeseen obstacles and challenges that hits us all. Yeah. And, and some of it's impossible to plan for or prepare for. Sure. Um, it is a mindset though, where you don't let some of these challenges like that come up, send you in such a tailspin that you can't function. Um, or that you create such drama over it that it, it makes it worse than it, than it is. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I've tried to do now is be, again, mindful of how my days are and try to anticipate. I'm very involved in our staffing and scheduling um, in our department. And the anesthesia market right now is incredibly difficult and tight. There aren't enough of us. So we're having a lot of challenges as we expand and over, uh, the require as we as our services are expanding because of the demands on our services and yet we don't have the people to do the work and so it's a, it's mm. a constant work but it's almost gotten to the point now where on a daily basis i can anticipate something is going to come up regarding that 
So I have tried to be very proactive now about scheduling my time so that when the inevitable staffing scheduling issue comes up, I have already built a little bit of slack in my day to account for that. So it Smart. isn't that every day I'm running around whacking the mole trying to address these needs <laughs> as if I hadn't been thoughtful about the fact that it was likely or more likely than not that something like this would come up. That isn't obviously possible to do for everyone or for every situation, but there right. are ways where you can not stretch yourself so thin that you don't have the bandwidth or capacity to take on something that inevitably will arise. I love that, Bud. And I, I believe and I feel and I know in Win the 16 program, why this is one of the concepts is it's real. And we want to acknowledge that, that things are going to pop up and happen that is out of our control. Now, in our Win the 16 program that I share with clients, we do have some tips and steps to deal with. And I just want to share a couple of them so our audience can maybe take them away and see if it might benefit them. One is take some deep breaths. Uh, it just clears the mind. It calms down a situation, especially if it's something that could cause emotion. Those deep breaths, I am trying to get better at yoga and having that Zen mindset, but everything supports that. If you can just take deep breaths, it absolutely reduces stress and calms the mind down. That would be step one when these things pop up. Because I know there's times when people are sitting at their desk and they get this, oh, I have to get to another, I gotta go to a meeting, I'm swamped, I have so many things to do. They start awfulizing it and they start saying things like this in their head. How can I do my job if somebody keeps pulling me away from my job? And I think we all can relate to that. And taking deep breaths will be one step in the journey. The second one is being inquisitive, seeking to understand. Sometimes if we'd understand why, the how, the what, even if we don't necessarily love the answer, it just gives us a perspective. And that's one of the things, you know, you've mentioned your coach, Jeff, many times. It's about getting another perspective. And that's where this inquisitive seeking to understand you get pulled. Those last minute work meetings, they're tough. And we all wish at times we didn't have to go to them, but we do. So the hope is we can maximize our opportunity by just taking a step back and taking some deep breaths into that. So any other perspective about on time management? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I want to comment on the breath and, and some of the things that we've talked about here in the win, the 16, you know, some of these aren't new concepts, right? Right. right deep right. breathing <laughs> is a ancient way of bringing calm and peace uh, and mindfulness to you and yourself. So, it helps, I think, for me on two fronts. One, it does make me feel better, and so that's huge. But also then it allows me to maybe address the situation at hand in a more effective and efficient way. So that's also a good thing for me. Uh, I become more effective Absolutely. and I feel better. Um, so those are kind of simple things that you can do if you stay mindful of the, uh, of the task. And that's how you can, again, use win six, the win the 16 as a template of how to manage uh, some of these difficult things that inevitably occur. Well, Bud, we we covered a lot of, lot of stuff today in a short period of time, and <clears throat> we only scratched the surface on when the 16. We thought with John's idea in our production meeting that was important for us to at least start the ball and get it rolling. This is a 
a much longer in-depth program, Win the 16, that I conduct with my clients at Pygon One Consulting. But hopefully the goal today was not only introduce it, but I sure hope people grabbed an idea or two that they could implement in their personal and professional life, as well as maybe this will give people to ideate and think of stuff even better, which is awesome. So as we wrap up, I wanna close with a couple things, Bud. You wanna say anything before we uh, send everyone off? Dave, the win the 16 is something that can really change your life uh, if you embrace it. Uh, and the beauty of it is it's not simple. Um, it's not um, something that can be easily done. It is something that you have to sort of live in. Uh, it's much like the exercise that my coach put me through and that that best year of your life. The more you dig, the more you think, the more you contemplate it, uh, the more it gives back to you and the deeper it gets. Uh, this obviously was just an introduction, but it'll be something that gets woven into many of our conversations as we move forward in future podcasts. Yes, I I struggle with concepts and strategies all the time with Win the 16. So uh, great point, Bud. And it was a pleasure working with you today in our, in our first episode. I just wanted to, I have four points I want to share with everybody before we sign off. And one, just to recap, early successes in the day, mindset, motivators, goals, habits, discipline, time management, and unforeseen obstacles are all part of Win the 16. And even if there was a little bit of one of those that you might be able to enact in your daily life or start tomorrow, I just want to say good for you. Way to take a step forward to help your personal and professional life. Bud and I would like to send a Win the 16 challenge to try to start enacting some of these. So feel free if anyone would like to join us, but starting November 15th, we've got a Win the 16 challenge. And what that is, for 31 straight days until December 15th, we'd love people to join us on a on a walk, not with us literally, but wherever you live, whether it's California, New York, and take 10 to 30 minutes in your day and take a walk. Have some time for yourself just to think. The key is to do it for 31 straight days. You pick the time. We prefer to, you to do it early and make time because remember early successes to your day, get you going and get you off to other successes. So we'd love to have you take part. Our next episode will be personal and professional development. So we're looking forward to that conversation. And lastly, if anyone out there could any you need any assistance or would love to have a discovery talk or conversation, about one-on-one -on -one or team coaching, Pygon One Consulting, we'd love to hear from you. And you can contact us at dpygon at pygon1.com. Truly, thank you all for listening. And we please hope you come back and hear our next episode. Win the 16. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Win the 16 podcast presented by Pygon One. Please follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Episodes will be released every other Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Thank you and go win the 16.